Everybody was talking last week about my uh, lighter, lighter sound. It was like, we hear you smoking in the background. So what she's smoking on this week, bro? We have an ad space for 222. So first of all, she's vibey as fuck. Aesthetics, everything. We have 222 Supply, and it's an herbal smoke shop. She sells, like, a variety of supplies. She's got, like, cases, jars. She's got containers, you know, to keep your little flowers safe. She's also got these smokable herb blends. Y'all, they pretty good. I ain't gonna hold you. Yeah, today we have Cloud 222. Right. Tazzy and I are very good at rating smokables, and we decided to do it before we looked at what each one meant. So we were, right now, you know, we in the studio, we in the closet, and we were like, okay, how do you feel? I was like, I feel good. How do you feel? I was like, we feel good. We feel chatty, mm-hmm. not down. We just feel kind of light. Like, it's going to be a good episode. Like, we're going to have a good time. And so we looked up, and we're like, oh, 222 lowers anxiety and stress, positively shifts mood, y'all. And not to say we was in a bad mood before, but we're a little bit more bubbly now. Yeah. You know? She's got a variety of herbal blends. I have a Pillow Princess, which I really enjoy. And I ended up going back and getting the um, 222 Herbal Blend variety. So she sent us some and I went and go got some. So everything on the page looks great. And we're here to say that it makes you feel great too. Yeah. In addition to these smokable blends, she sells teas. She sells uh, smokable accessories. A stash jar. Uh, you got little grinders to kind of get your herbs kind of fine because they're, they're natural herbs and you can tell when you look at it. Okay. She also has bath salts. Just, it's it's going there. When you get to the page, you have to spell it out. 222 period supply. That's right. When you get to the page that's really cute with all the little vibey aesthetics, you found her, okay? That's right. That's 222.supply on Instagram. Her link is going to be in the bio. Use promo code SISTERSWHOKILL222. That's the, the number 222 not spelled out on this one. SISTERSWHOKILL222 to get 22% off of your order. You all, I have been really intentional about taking care of myself lately, and one of the ways that I've been doing this is with Natural Radiant Life products. Founded by three friends, Rhonda, Sherry, and Lakeisha, Natural Radiant Life is an organic skincare line. They're clean, organic, effective products help you create healthy practices of taking care of you while your skin gets to shine. If you're not sure which products are for you, no worries. You can take their skincare quiz and get suggestions of products that will help you feel like your best self. Listen, down here, the wind has been blowing like crazy and my skin has been staying super hydrated throughout the day thanks to their AM moisturizer and then I follow that up with their hydrating spray and Listen, y'all, my skin has been thanking me so much. Check them out at naturalradiantlife.com for your new organic skincare lines. Take care of yourself and enjoy the show. What's going on, everybody? I'm Marah. And I'm Tess. And welcome back to Sisters Who Kill. They love when you do that. (laughs) I don't know why. Okay, y'all, Tazzy told me about this movie called It's a Thin Line Between Love and Hate. Alright, y'all. So this week's players are Raheem Red Breezy Grant. 
He's 28, an up-and-coming rapper and baby daddy to Sierra. Then we have Geraldine Grant Bryson, Raheem's mama. And finally, we have Sierra Harp, Raheem's baby mama, and our murderess. Sierra Harp was born January 1st, 1989. She was from Georgia, Clayton County. They said that she struggled to find her place, that she was a troubled child. They said that she was skipping school. She was getting into fights. And she was, like, about that shit. She would have a knife on her. She was known to have a knife on her. She rebelled as a teenager, and she actually got kicked out of school because she stabbed a girl in school. Mm. She claimed when she was spoke to that she was being molested by a teacher. She said that she was being molested by relatives, neighbors. But everything, at least... The resources that we found said that all of that was unfounded. But that don't mean that shit ain't true. Right. Um, I'm just going to lay the fact and lay the opinion right on top of that. So uh, she was pretty. She was a pretty girl, I guess. You know, I mean, she was light-skinned. She had pretty eyes. You know, you know, niggas in Atlanta, they like, oh, she, she exotic. <laughs> yeah, so she used to take, you know, she used to use that for advantage. You know, got to get what you get to get what you need. I mean, I mean, use what you got to get what you need. There you go. But people described her as having, like, a hate for men. Like, she hated her stepdaddy. She wasn't close with her sister no more because she ain't like his her husband. But she still wanted to get married. She still wanted that life. And I feel that. Like, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Can I believe in a Disney movie? Why can't I? She said, I, too, hate all the men. But, yes, I would like to be married and take care of them. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would love that shit. When you wish upon us, I I believe in Disney miracles. You know, when she got kicked out of school, she had to figure out a way to get some money. So, you know, she was doing what she needed to do. And, you know, once she got old enough, she started doing, like, nightclub promotion. Because the Atlanta scene, nightclub scene is always hitting on something. Mm -hmm. They was trying to get me to do club promotion in college i was like not my brand <laughs> so sorry not my brand <laughs> at all you know i wouldn't approach <laughs> so that's what she was doing i mean she was young she was pretty she was in her early 20 somethings and so one day she's getting gas and she looks across and she sees one of these like up-and-coming rappers mm-hmm. You know, Atlanta full of them. Red Beezy. And she, she recognizes him because, you know, she on the scene, whatever. She got to her girl. She said, oh, that's my next baby daddy. She goes over there. She plays it for, like she was asking for her autograph. And she's like, you know, I'm a club promoter. She like, don't got a kid, right? Exactly. Let me clear that up. She did. Everybody said that she said, that's my next baby daddy. But she did not have a kid at the time. But I know how my ass be talking. And I think she was just talking shit. Mm-hmm. I think that was just a her talking shit. And everybody just remembers that she said my next. She, tells, she starts uh, talking to him on the promo your rap career let's let's network yeah let's let's let me put on a um let me promote an event for you and you know he's like okay cool you know you're talking on some business type shit so they exchange numbers for their business purposes so raheem grant was born in fayetteville georgia on march 30th 1989 which is today the day that we're recorded so happy birthday happy heavenly birthday Raheem! happy birthday his mama said that he was destined for the spotlight he played drums as a kid and then his mama worked at the uh television network or some local television network right and she got him to be on this TV show as an educational rapper. Mm-hmm. So there's like some videos out there, and he's like and he's a cute seven. Kid with Just a hat on. be the B E S T.
Dude, looking good, too. By the time he was seven, he was doing Showtime at the Apollo. And when he got into high school, he was like, Ma, you know, I don't want to do educational rap no more. I want to be a gangster. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to be a gangster rapper. And that's just the life that he took. He, he changed his whole persona. He now had this look. He would hit, wear his heart parted down the middle with the ponytail plaits. He got all his gold. He iced out in gold. Stay dripped in red. Tattoos all over, you know. As a kid that grew up in the showbiz, like, I totally get his move, and he had to be very strategic, but he's also, like, a trained artist at this time. Like, my man's was doing his thing mm-hmm. since, been here since been here. Mm-hmm. And he just happened to be from Atlanta, and they had right. shit that he could get into. And his his mom was clearly managing the hell out of his career. Oh, she is, she is <laughs> on top of it. So he was already writing his own music. He got into producing, and he was like, I just want to do everything myself. I want to, like, fully understand and be in control of all the music I make. I want to make the beats, on put the lyrics together. I want to do all of that, right? He meets Sierra in 2013. He's 24 years old, and he's kind of really just getting started in his rap career. Like, he's making moves. He, he got a song out with Shawty Lowe and Dobie. Like, he, he, he coming up in Atlanta, he, and he was just really getting started, right? He's like, all right, you know, Sierra, I'm going to give you a shout at promoting, and... They've been kind of kicking it ever since, right? Right. So he was kind of on some chill shit, and she wanted that to be her man. Like she said, that's going to be my baby daddy, okay? Period. And he wasn't really interested in having a romantic relationship with anyone. He's trying to get to the money, you know? He started producing for other artists. Like he, he's really making a go of his career. But his mom said all while his career is up and booming, he used to tell her all the time, I ain't going to make it past the age of 25. I ain't going to live past the age of 25. And she'd be like, boy, stop saying that. I know a lot of people like that, especially niggas who want to be rappers. Biggie used to say that shit. But he did make it past 25. Mm-hmm. In fact, at the age of 26, he was opening for Ludacris. Now, you know that's hot in Atlanta. <laughs> he opened for Ludacris, Master P, and Goody Mob at Tuskegee Home. Oh, I, I wish I could have been there. You know? I wish I could have been old enough. Like I loved Ludacris. I bet that up. shit was lit. I bet that shit was... I bet that shit was so much fun. I was just listening to his old shit the other day. Like, so they were still kicking it, Sierra and Red Beezy, right? He would always introduce her like, this my homegirl, this my promoter, yada, yada, yada. But, you know, she kept herself around. And she was like, I've got to make this nigga my man. So she was kind of willing to do whatever it took to make that happen, right? Uh-huh. So sources have said more than one that she drugged him. And had sex with him. And that's how she became pregnant with his baby. Said they only had sex once. And he don't even remember doing it. But either way, she was pregnant with Raheem's baby. His mama couldn't even believe this happened. She was like, she said, Sierra came up to me and she was like, I'm pregnant. And she said, well, do you know who the baby daddy is? (laughs) And she said, it's Raheem. And she said, my Raheem? She said, well, listen here. (laughs) <laughs> she made her get a blood test as soon as that baby popped out and she had to because Raheem was like I don't even remember having sex with this girl what you mean she got my baby you know Geraldine said in an interview that Raheem like looked down got the results back and looked down the newborn baby that was his was like scooped her up and was like alright little shorty you coming with daddy like she was a daddy's girl like he was like alright as soon as he found out that he was a daddy it wasn't no question about it from there. He was he like, was, all right, so you and me now. He was like, you rolling with daddy now. Like, what's up? Adorable. You know, newborn babyhood, you got to grow up real quick. You know what I'm saying? And the first couple of weeks, they were going okay. But Sierra was hoping that the baby meant a relationship. And Raheem was like, no, the baby means a baby. <laughs> right. 
the baby means baby, not a relationship. So, you know, in the state of Georgia, like, if you're not married, you ain't got no rights. Like, the men don't have any rights. And so she was like, okay, I'm not getting relationships. She said, look, I got a job. I'm going to do whatever the fuck I'm going to do. And here are all the rights to the child. So he had full custody of Angel at, like, three weeks old. You carried a baby for nine months. That's that's the part. That's the part. To hope that a man would fall in love with you in three, uh, what, instantly? During the nine months? In three weeks? What, 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 what were you thinking? So, of course, Angel was living with Daddy, you know. Him and Geraldine were making sure that baby was taken care of. So then Sierra pops up out of the blue. She lost her job. She ain't got nowhere to go. And him, you know, he grew up with just him and his mama. He was like, you know, a daughter needs her mom. You know what I'm saying? So why don't you come on live in the house? I ain't going to let you be on the streets, you know? So then she moves in. And it seems like she's still hoping that we're going to be together. We're going to get married. We're going to have a family atmosphere. And I know niggas that be like, I watch my kid. I do what I have to do. I don't cross any lines of asking for nothing else because I don't want her to even think that we're going to have a family. So when Sierra is living in the house, she is getting, like, jealous. You know, Raheem is really actually starting to blow up. Like, he's really, his career is taking off. And, you know, he's making moves. He's getting ready for a national tour. She's been in the house for a couple of years at this point. And she starts getting jealous. Like, he'll post, you know, online because he's trying to promote himself. And a girl will be like, oh, I like your lyric. Or, oh, you look cute. Or, oh, y'all silky braids. Or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. And she would be like, that is my man. Do not post underneath here. And it's like, damn, even if that was your man, you're doing a lot. Aren't we trying to support his career? Ain't that part of it? Girls always want a famous nigga, but don't want that famous drama. And it just comes with it. Whether he does something or not, Mm -hmm. girls going to throw themselves that money. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can always find a bitch. So these are starting to cause arguments at the house. Their arguments are getting more intense. And Raheem is like, listen, please remember the only reason why you are in this house is because you are the baby mama, but you are not my girlfriend. And then she go to Geraldine and Geraldine tell her the same damn thing. Jump to December 29, 2017. Sierra's in the house. You know, she done moved in with him. So she in the house and she drunk as hell. Don't know if she was home drinking all day or she was out and came home drunk, but she was drunk and she had an attitude. And Raheem, you know, he saw a little bit of weed on the side. So he and his um his gym buddy, his homegirl, her name's Alessi, right? She comes over to buy a gram or whatever and they smoke. And they rolling up and he let her listen to his new track. And Raheem calls out like, hey, Sierra, come here. What you doing? You know, come smoke with us or whatever, right? He's just trying to be personable, like everybody in the house, you know. We can kick it. Ain't no reason for us to act weird around each other or nothing right. like that, right? So so she goes back up to the front, and she's just kind of mm-hmm. attitude stank. Oh, I'm going to go check on our baby or whatever, right? Goes back to the back. And he don't really like this shit. She says he didn't like to be ignored. So he goes to the back, like, Sierra, what's wrong with you? Like, why you acting like that? And... She gets to yelling, and next thing you know, they arguing. And so Sierra, you remember from high school, always known to carry a knife, right? So she had her knife on her still, and it, like, fell out of her sock or wherever she had it on her. And Raheem was like, oh, so you going to stab me? You going to stab me? And Alessia is like, you know what? I'm going to dip. <laughs> I don't need this, okay? Um, I'm going to holler at you later. 
So that's exactly what I would have done. Yeah, absolutely. This looks like a whole lot of not my business. And a blunt ain't worth it. <laughs> so next thing anybody knows, Sierra's at her neighbor's house asking her to please call 911. And Sierra's there with her three-year-old daughter, Angel. She's over there covered in blood. She looks like she's been stabbed eight to ten times. She has a gun with her, and she gives it to the neighbor, and she says, Rahim attacked her. The neighbor lets her in her house, and she locks it up behind her. She says she's worried that Rahim is going to come after her. Right. So the police arrive, and they're searching Rahim's second-floor apartment. And when they go upstairs, they see Rahim's dead body. Rahim was found with seven bullet wounds and three stab wounds. He had bullet wounds, two in each arm, two in the back, and one to the head. The bottom portion of his body was laying in the bathroom, and the top was laying face down in the bedroom, fully intact, and he was kind of in between the doorway. But they looking at the scene. It's bloody walls, mirrors broken, broken vase, broken tables. Like It looked like there was a horrible fight, and Sierra was really being very helpful and trying to figure out what happened because she's drunk as fuck okay her blood alcohol content is three times the legal limit and she has stab wounds and blood pouring out of her leg like she has to be taken to the hospital and go to surgery so while she's in surgery her daughter's with her mom the types are trying to put the pieces together they don't have a lot of information and so you know the first stereotype is that this rapper is in a rap beef and his life in the streets done got him in trouble so they start talking to Rahim's friends, Rahim's family, you know, the the usual, does he have any enemies, all of that. You know how that question goes. And they're like, yeah, he was selling little dime bags here and there, but nothing big enough to have some real beef over. And, you know, his music was really taking him far. He was really focused on that. Everybody was telling that. So they were talking to his friends and family, and they looked a little deeper in the crime scenes because they were trying to find out what actually happened. And one of the things that I don't understand, Angel was three. But they didn't interview Angel because, you know, kids, you have to be trained to interview children. Well, they said. So why would they not have gotten somebody to interview her? She's three and three year olds fucking three, three year olds. know. They say under a certain age, under like the age of three, they really try not to involve kids because kids can be so easily swayed. She went straight to the hospital. She said one thing that she definitely could have been talked to by a professional. She definitely could have been talked to. And mm mm. I feel like three kids that are three know a lot. Yeah, but the testimony is just not credible enough. If something if something traumatizing happened to a kid, if kid is if a kid is brought to the hospital after one parent is dead and the other one is covered in blood, of course they did take her to the hospital, got her checked out. She was fine, but I think at that time a professional would come in. Hi, how you doing? Let's play with the games. Let's see what's going. What happened? What's what's go? You know, whatever. I am not a professional with children, but they do that when they got to the crime scene. They talk to the neighbor. They talk to everybody around, and the neighbor gives them a thirty eight caliber gun. It's like, yeah. When she came over and told me to call 911, she gave me this gun. The shell casings that they found and the bullets that they found matched the gun. So they were, like, assuming that this was the gun that killed Rahim. The cops collect the gun. They collect a cell phone. And they collect that small knife that she was holding. Uh, Tazzy, can you describe the knife? I don't know how to So the knife it. is kind of like it makes the shape of a T. The blade is the the standing part of the T. Mm-hmm. And the handle is the top of the T. And you can kind of hold it in your fist where the blade goes in between your knuckles and kind of shank somebody with it real good and they won't know that you have a knife in between your knuckles if they're not looking it's probably two three inches away from the knuckle you holding it like that but it's a little small knife that you can do some damage with so they take all of this to go into evidence um after sierra wakes up from her little like 
coma that they had to put her in. One of her stab wounds was like a major artery. So she actually really had to like go into a coma. And when she woke up, the cops sent a photographer to take pictures of her injuries. They were like, okay, some of her wounds were deep. Yes, she cut something that was deep, but she wasn't going to die from them. She's all good. And she's like, look, this was self-defense. And they were like, okay, great. It's an open and shut case of self-defense. You know, the woman said that she was beat. She survived. She had to shoot him. That must have been what happened. So the police are telling Geraldine, you know, we're about to wrap up this case. It seems like an open and shut case of a domestic dispute. Geraldine is like, whoa, hold on there. <laughs> Not mine. <laughs> Who told you that? They're like, Sierra, Sierra Harp. And she's like, uh-uh, uh-uh. Nope. <laughs> no, sir, Mr. Officer. They had a toxic relationship. She was all up in the business. Did nobody want her in the business. She was in the Kool-Aid, didn't even know the flavor. If anything happened, she did it. And they're like, are you sure? And she was like, she did it. And they were like, yeah, she said that she did it, but she said she did it in self-defense. And she said, "Uh uh-uh. No. She didn't do it in self-defense. I think that y'all need to wait till this little girl wake up from her coma. And we need to all sit down and have a conversation because everything went off peaches and cream over there. And we're going to handle this the way it needs to be handled. So... They waited for her to get out of her coma. And they also waited for his autopsy report to come back. It came back four days later. And what it showed in the autopsy report, that he had some superficial stab wounds. So he had like a cut to his forehead, um, a cut to the back of his shoulder. um, And they were like parallel line cuts, like the flat blade of a T-shaped knife that goes through your knuckles. They see that how many times he was shot. Of course, he was shot seven times. And all the most of the shots happened while he was laying face down. Self-defense, they were like, okay, that might probably could make sense. But there was one more bullet, and it was a bullet to the head. And they were like, mm. And I guess that means now, mm, and they were thinking overkill. Because self-defense, you're just like shooting to get away, right? Not shooting to kill, right? No one would say those are kill shots, right? So once they look at the angle of the bullets that they came from the back and their autopsy report says clearly these bullets happened while he was on the floor or from behind of some way, they were like, okay, how can he be the regressor if everything is being shot from behind? So on January 4th, 2017, Tara's awake and they're talking to her and and they're like, okay, we just want to get the story. So Sierra's like, I don't really remember how anything started. I was cooking dinner, and me and him was drinking, and he took three zannies. And I asked him not to, but, you know, I don't really stress when he do that. He's fine. He's happy. But I just knew to be on guard because I I don't want to upset him because, you know, he can be abusive when he's on zannies, right? Mm -hmm. And she said, I just remember cooking, and he told me to go to the room because he had to take care of some business. And then I see some girl come in and sit on the couch. Now, so this is Alessi Jones, his his workout buddy. And she's like, I mean, the girl was cute. I don't know what he was trying to play, but okay. So he comes in, and he says something, and I said, I can't hear what you're saying. Your music is too loud. And... I guess that's because he didn't want me to hear what he was saying to the girl next to him. And then he hit me, and he started slapping me and punching me, and he took my knife from my ankle. I remember crying out for help, and a girl was still in the apartment, and he kept saying, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up. And I kept saying, he's stabbing me, please help. She's like, so y'all, then this girl gets up off the couch and says, BZ, I'm finna go, and left, as he was just beating me. 
So she says the girl leaves and they both keep tussling for the knife, right? And she was like she had blood on her face and that's what it, it almost blinded her, you know? So Raheem had a gun on him. He always kept a gun on him. You sell weed, you keeping a gun on you, you know what I mean? So Sierra was able to grab the gun from him, she said. And she said, I just was shooting. She said, I was not shooting to kill. She said, I couldn't see anything, and I just shoot. And I just remember turning around, and I see my daughter, and I grabbed her, and I ran. And then I woke up in the hospital. And so during the interview, they're like, okay, this seems like a credible story, but still some pieces missing. One, where did the stab wounds come from? Like, he stabbed, what happened? She was like, he probably stabbed himself. I ain't stabbed him. While he was stabbing me. Right. He said, oh, okay. So he, he stabbed himself. On accident while stabbing you. That, how'd that happen? I was like, okay, well, there's a bullet wound on top of his head. And, and there's blood spot on the wall behind him. You know, not in front of him, but behind him. And he's laying on the floor face down. And she was like, I don't know. I can't answer none of them questions. I was just trying to get away. I don't know what happened after I left. So the police, they don't have much evidence to go on. This story sounds, eh, okay, maybe it's possible. So they're like, we need to go find Alessie Jones and talk to her. So she says, first of all, I ain't go over to buy no weed. Raheem asked me to come listen to his new track, okay? Okay. Get it straight. <laughs> don't be put my name up in this mix, okay? I don't need no problems. So she said she showed up with Raheem, and she had a feeling that there was, like, some tension in the air. And then Raheem goes to the bedroom with Sierra, and she thought they was going to fight. And she texts Raheem. She said, I'm out of here. And that text was sent at 10.26 p.m. Alessia is saying that Sierra kind of came in with the attitude and started stuff, where Sierra's like, Raheem started the attitude and came back there beating her and shit. So they're like, are we at yet another lie from Sierra? Well, folks, if your group of friends is anything like my group of friends, we are checking flights daily because we know it is about that time for our next adventure. But we're not the best planners. That's why I am so excited that this episode is brought to you by Black Girls Abroad Travel. Now, the stress of planning and crossing our fingers and hoping that you have the best price is a thing of the past. My girl, she's got you, okay? She's got all of us. So, so while y'all are thinking about the best girls trip of the year, think no further. In December, she's got a trip coming up to Brazil. And if that doesn't already sound like a guaranteed yes, you will get $100 off of your trip when you use the code SWKPOD. That's right, $100 off of your trip to Brazil using the code SWKPOD. Check her out at blackgirlsabroadtravel.com and on Instagram at blackgirlsabroadtravelco. Have a great trip and enjoy the rest of the show. So it's about a month passing after Raheem's death, right? And they go to Miss Geraldine, and they talk to her, and they was like, you know, we're thinking maybe somebody came in after the fight and killed him. It's still possible to be a bad beef or whatever. We talked to Sierra. She says it's domestic violence. And Miss Geraldine said, mm-mm, mm-mm, not my son, not him. She said, she killed him. They said, who? She said, Sierra. They said, well, man, why would you say that? And she said... Listen, ain't no way. She said, 
she was always trying to, you know, use that kid as a fight and a battle. And I told my son a long time ago, I said, anytime shit start to get crazy with that girl, just start recording. She was like, that way you can back it up in court. Just start recording. She said, check his phone. Yeah, she said, check his phone. She said, and check his cloud because everything he recorded on that phone, he uploaded to the cloud. That's what he did with his music, and that's what he did with the videos. They get the phone, and they're like, okay, well, we don't have the passcode. And it was like, Miss Jodie, you got the passcode? And she said, mm, no, I don't. <clears throat> so then they get a hold of Sierra. And I think they were, like, waiting on the warrants to come through, but kind of were anxious to get in. So they called Sierra, and they're like, hey, we're about to wrap up this case. We just wanted to check one more thing. Do you have the passcode to this phone? Sierra says, yeah, it's yada, yada, yada. And lets them in the phone. Well, once they get in the cloud, they find quite a few things they find three videos that that were recently uploaded actually uploaded the day of the crime so the first video begins at 10 27 p.m when did she send the text saying that she was leaving she said that she leaving at 10 26 she probably i'm i'm not gonna lie she probably sent that text from the car at 10 27 the video starts and rahim is like in the video his face has blood on it He's like, y'all see this? Y'all see what this bitch did to me? And then he like shows the little tea knife. He's like, look at this knife. Y'all see that? And he's like, y'all see Sierra Harp. Sierra Harp did that shit to me. And then you hear Sierra in the background. She's like, Raheem. And he's like, Sierra Harp did this shit to me. And then next thing you know, you hear a gunshot. And he's like, what the fuck? And then he hear another gunshot and he's down. But the camera is still on. The iPhone, it falls face down, camera up. So in the video... You see Sierra, like, step over the camera, and she's has the gun in her hand. She's got blood on her face, and she's yelling at Raheem. She's yelling at him. Now, he is down because that one that bullet that hit him paralyzed him from the waist down instantly. And she then realizes that it, the camera is being recorded, so she starts yelling. She's like, she said, you have beaten me, you have tortured me, and all of the above, and I don't give a fuck what happens to you and he's laying there like he is he's like i'm gonna die like i'm i'm gonna die you gonna go to jail please stop like at first he was trying to plead with her right he was like listen i'll tell everybody that it was a mistake just call my mama like i'll tell the police everybody that was a mistake just come on let's give me some help now she shoots him he's like you gonna go to jail she's like i don't give a fuck what happens to me she said i don't care if i go to jail for the rest of my life you a low-down, dirty dog. And so then that video ends. And then there's another video. The second video starts, and it's Sierra with a bloody face. It's like she picked up the phone. And it's still a low angle, but it is like she picked up the phone. And she's like, I loved you, and you did me wrong. And Raheem is on the ground. He's begging. He's pleading. He's like, please, like, where's my baby girl? Like, let me just kiss my, let me hold my baby girl. Because it's like, you know, you're not going to make it. And she's like, let me hold my baby girl. And she's like, you can crawl, motherfucker. Boom, shoots him again. Uh, He grunts out. He's in pain. That video ends. Then there's a third video. And that video starts where you hear an angel who's like, she's not in the camera, you can't see her, but you hear her voice. And she's like, daddy, daddy. Y'all, she was like on the bed. The door was open. She, She saw all this happen. They're assuming that she saw all of this happen. And then Sierra fires another gunshot and that's what the gunshot they assume is the final gunshot to the head and then that video ends the total length of those three videos was 13 minutes now i want y'all to remember that little baby angel was in the bedroom 
remember we told y'all earlier that Raheem's body was found upper body in the bedroom, lower body in the bathroom. The video started with him in the bathroom. So there was some attempt to get into the bedroom by him. And he remember that first shot paralyzed him from the waist. At some point, he's just upper body strengthening it. So she has her second interview with the police and they're like, you want to tell us again what happened? She was like, self-defense. Got to be my ass. I had to save myself. They're like, so went on his phone, looked at the videos. Things ain't adding up. She was like, well, what's not adding up? He was like, first of all, we see you. He's recording himself, the cuts on his face, saying that you put these cuts on his face. And then you shoot at him with his back turned to you. That's first and foremost. That don't look like self-defense at all. And then from there, that first shot only shoots the mirror. You proceed to then actually shoot him. Correct. And continues to shoot him as he's on the ground crawling away. Not only that, the camera dropped to the floor and flipped over. Now, you came in here that night with a lot of cuts on your leg saying that Raheem cut you. But you in this video... Standing over the camera. Standing over the camera with not a blood stain in sight on your legs. They said, in fact, Mariah, that she had a cut on one of her tattoos and they could see that the tattoo had no injury. So they're just like, it's not making sense. It's not making sense. And they lock her up and they hold her without bail until her trial in May 2019. So the trial was pretty short because the whole murder is caught on video. It's not much arguing you can do here. I don't know why she pled. Oh, she was pleading self-defense. So, you know, there's witness saying that Sierra's a piece of shit. You know, she she was manipulative and shit like that. And there's these videos of her attacking him for 13 minutes. On May 22nd, 2019, she's found guilty. She's convicted on five counts of aggravated assault and one count of voluntary manslaughter and possession of a firearm during a crime. They were doing that victim impact statement, you know, trying to figure out how hard they're going to go on this sentencing, right? And both sides, Raheem and Sierra's family, showed up to, to give their opinions about how they felt about Sierra. Sierra's aunt took the stand and said, y'all need to keep that girl in jail. Her father took the stand, talking about some, she didn't show any remorse. And I just can't understand it, you know? Cousin took the stand, saying, y'all gonna have to take her away. And her mama, Miss Adrian Thurman, she took the stand, and boy, she laid into that ass. She said, you reveled in disrespect, foolery, and ignorance. You repeatedly hurt your family. Wherever you went, chaos was sure to follow. A few weeks before the murder... Raheem told Sierra's mom about his plans for the future. She said he told me he was making a plan to have a better life, and I know for a fact that you were not part of his plans. She said we asked the court to sterilize Sierra Harp to prevent her from having any more children being born, and we asked for her to get the highest punishment of life without parole. This is her mama speaking. Not Raheem mama, this is Sierra mama. Her mom asked the court of Georgia to sterilize her daughter. But the whole time that Sierra's mama was up there, like the whole time, she was like, every everywhere you look it up, y'all, they're going to have her mouth bleeped out. But you, she is like cussing her mama out. Like her mama on the stand cussing her out and she's mouthing like, they said in the news uh, cast, they said she said profane words and then called her mom a female dog. <laughs> so y'all can look at those 
lips moving as best as you can and try to figure out what the hell she was talking saying to her mama but it was not nice and her uncle the only person that said something nice her uncle got on the stand it was like you know she wasn't that bad of a person her and her mom they just really didn't like they didn't get along their household was toxic everything around her was toxic growing up you know trying to actually have a defense and listen ain't no relationship like a mother-daughter relationship because a mother-daughter relationship don't stop you know what i'm saying <laughs> and they be really fucked up and i'm gonna leave that there but while she did get to give her i'm sorry she said that you know that she was truly sorry and that she was not in her right state of mind had she not been drunk that would have never happened she apologized to miss geraldine she said that she was truly 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 sorry and sierra's attorney First of all, he was a dweeby-ass dude. You can see him on the Snapchat episode. But he asked for her to only get five years. He asked the court to give her five years. First of all, my boy, you weren't even flashy enough to even ask me for two cents. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you're going to ask for, you know, a, lo- a good lawyer is hard to find. And you can tell by their shoes. That My man, I didn't have to see your shoes to know that you wasn't about it. That's a good good thing to know. Yeah, you know, you can tell the expensive shoes. The good lawyers got good money, right? Mm-hmm. The expensive shoes be the one that had a little double buckle over the side. You know, because it's hard for us as females to understand what expensive men's shoes are because... Men things are so expensive. Yeah. But them, them ones, the little double buckle over the side, that's money right there. Mm, good to know. Obviously, the judge said no to five years. And she was sentenced to the max on all of those charges. And she was sentenced to 125 years for the death of Red Beasy. I saw um, a poster of his, like an old one. They said, Raheem, the youngest and the crunkest. (laughs) So Atlanta. 33-year-old Sierra Harp. She is in Pulaski State Prison in Hawkinsville, Georgia. And she'll be there till... 2,144. If you're listening to this, you probably already know what I'm about to say, that today is the day for you to start your podcast. You have everything that you need, your computer, a little microphone, and Spotify for podcasters. It is the all-in-one platform where you can host, edit, and record your podcast and distribute it everywhere where you're listening right now you can have your podcast there i promise for real and it's free and you can make some money off of your podcast for free free money free money is out there just go get it by starting your podcast today streaming october 6th on paramount plus first place i learned about death was a pet cemetery dead things buried in that land would come back there's something else something's wrong with timmy he needs time to adjust. That's not Timmy. Something is talking through him. Sometimes dead is better. Pet Cemetery. Bloodlines. Rated R. Streaming only on Paramount Plus. All right, y'all. Now it's time for. Well, I'm not black. I'm OJ. I ain't do it, but if I did. This is how I would have gotten away with it. I ain't do it, but if I did, I would have not given them his phone passcode. What? You knew what was on there. I think she felt like she spun a good enough story to where it was okay. And if she didn't give it, she'd seem uncooperative. 
Like he got, like her, his mama said. Sierra thought about everything she did. She was always thinking. She thought when she saw that camera turn on, she automatically started thinking of a plan and spinning this web of self-defense from right then and there. So she was probably like, mm, they're going to get into this phone one way or another. So I just got to make myself look this way on the phone. And it shouldn't matter if they get in. But that's not the way to go about it. Like, the way to go about it is to be completely sympathetic. Like, oh, my gosh, I hit you and you're down. Yeah, she should have stopped from there, but she just kept going, you, I hate you. I don't care if you die. And this nigga's crawling away. I don't care what happens to me. Okay, great. You're going to get 125 years. Listen. You asked for it. I ain't do it. But if I did, I'd have just left it at a little threat. I think that first shot to the glass, that was enough. To the mirror, I think that was enough right there to have mm-hmm. him like, okay, let's calm down and talk about things. You know, <laughs> we were playing with a dangerous weapon, mm-hmm. and I think from there it just went to a place that it didn't really need to go. I mean, he probably should never been cut in the first place, right? If that was the most of his injuries he would have sustained, that'd have been much better than him being shot seven fucking times. You know, I want you to go watch a thin line between love and hate. It's a thin line between love and hate, between love and hate. I I just saw the movie cover of it today, so <laughs> I'm well on my way, guys. You know what else movie it reminds me of? All right, parole and a parole. She said, I don't care if I spend the rest of my life in jail. Well, there you go. And that's on that. Yeah, uh... I guess she was cute. She was uh, thick as fucking at the court, at the courthouse. Mm. You ain't eating nothing but sweets. Because you hear that, like, jail food is bad. But every time they go to jail, everybody be thinking they get skinny, though. They get fat. Everybody gets fat in jail. And that's because they they ain't eating nothing but sweets. Ain't ain't no uh, nutritional value up in there offered. Anyways, I guess we can do some reviews. Ready? We out of here. This show is long as fuck. This one says, love it here. It says, y'all, I've been listening to this podcast all day at work. Love you guys with a white heart. Thanks. Love you too. Most people say that they listen to us at work. And I'm like, I don't think I, I, I like to be talked to, but I don't think I could be talked to myself. Maybe it's because it's me listening to myself. Yeah. At work, I think I listen to like books on tape. So I still like, I guess, but not podcasts because I have to pay attention to that. For me... It's either TV or nothing. All right, this one says, Hey, Mariah and Taz, first time ever doing a review, but I might add your podcast is quite intriguing. I stumbled across y'all on TikTok about a, about that angel case. I got caught up, and I've been here ever since. I love how y'all talk, which leads on my imagination. Great job straight out of Jamaica. All right, that's the end of the show for real. Mm-hmm. Um, We don't have anything else to talk about. Um, if you want to catch up with us, the ad space special is over. Thank you for everybody that submitted or that's, you're going to have some amazing new small businesses coming to y'all these next couple of weeks. So get your coins together. Um, it's only going to see, um, 
if you want to email us about ad spaces at a regular price, uh, you can eat or to just chat or to say hi or to give us all of your thoughts. You can do that at sisters, sisters who kill podcast at gmail.com. You can tweet us at sisters who kill. You can follow us on Instagram at sisters who kill pod. You can follow us on TikTok at sisters who kill podcast. You can join the discussion group, answer the questions you can leave us a voice memo mm-hmm, mm-hmm. saying you're like, I didn't do it, but if I did, this is how I would have got away with it on anchor.fm. Do you have anything else, friend? Talk to us. We talk back. Bye. <laughs>